straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Will. And this is Legends TV Talk. Kyle, Will, how are you gentlemen doing this evening on our last episode before the giant episode of awesomeness? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Was that Australian or was that Old West? I, I had no idea. <laughs> Crikey, look at this. Crikey. See, this is, why, this is why I'm from Wisconsin. We don't do any Southern accents. <laughs> well, I reckon that's the worst Southern accent I ever heard. <laughs> well, I could talk like this if you like. You know, my wife just uh, <laughs> lost the last election, and uh, I was in the wild, wild west. So, you know how it goes. <laughs> is, 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 that, uh, is Bill Clinton one of the legends? Why, yes, I am. I'm one of the new legends, and, uh, you know, I would be uh, glad to help out any le- find any legendary interns for the White House staff, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so, Bill there... Uh, is your superpower playing the saxophone? No, my power is being able to make any lady do whatever I like and grab her wherever I like. <laughs> so you have a lot in common with Trump. Absolutely. hey <laughs> Who do you think taught him theater. how to do it? He was a Democrat for a while, <laughs> after all. No, actually, this was a great episode. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I didn't have any whiskey to enjoy this episode with. But I did. Uh... Uh, that that is that is obviously obviously, <laughs> obviously yes the case. <laughs> well yeah we have and a- the longer this goes the better this podcast will be because i'll just keep pouring oh yeah oh yeah so let's see how long we can we can take it before we make you pass out at the keyboard see i want to be a part of the granny's eggnog show that you guys do at christmas yeah. well it, it, it's a call-in show all you gotta do is call in perfect if you're unfamiliar we're talking about flash tv talks annual christmas call-in show called grandma esther's uh, eggnog extravaganza call-in show uh that might not be the exact name because it escapes me at the moment because it's like 400 words long but that's always fun because that sounds about right yeah <laughs> me and Bo drink eggnog and take the calls from the viewers that's on flash tv talk you can hear that on wednesdays recorded live or released on friday maybe i don't know anyway you can find that at flash TV talk. the <laughs> only way that they can take calls <laughs> is if they're on eggnog, boys that, and girls. That, that's true. If you're of age, of course, you know. So, so while, while this is not a, a eggnog call-in show, this is going to be a uh, you know old west bourbon whiskey, or just mm. I guess beer. Did they they didn't drink beer back then? Sure, they did. Did they, was it like? But whiskey was more because I mean it, it stayed longer, right? Like uh-huh. it was, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, it was a lot more whiskey drink drinking. But I mean, there was beer. Yeah. Sam Adams. So I figured beer, you know, it wouldn't be very cold. They didn't really have a lot of refrigeration. Or the carbonation. Right. Yeah. And while we're kind of giving a history lesson on whiskeys and alcohol in the Old West, I think it's time for an actual history lesson related to this episode. What do you guys think? I agree wholeheartedly, and I do concur. <laughs> I do concur. Now, Season 2, Episode 6 of this here Legends of Tomorrow is named Outlaw Country. It was directed by Sharon Nolan, and it was written by Matthew Muller and Chris Fettick. Kyle, why don't you tell us what happened here? Ah, ah, let me do that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the whole thing. I, I can't even hold on to that accent, and I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest gun in the West. <laughs> All right, here we go. Kyle, why don't you tell us what happened on this here episode? Well... Legends are still reeling from the news that their time-traveling nemesis is a speedster when they are alerted to an aberration in the Old West. When the Legends arrive, they find their old friend, Jonah Hex, in trouble with his arch-nemesis, Quentin Turnbull. The team soon discovers that they need to stop Turnbull and his game from conquering the West and branding it his own lawless territory. To Hex's surprise, Sarah's in charge and dispatches the team. Rory is ecstatic to be in the Wild West, but Sarah makes Amaya work with him to keep him on task which is easier said than done. Meanwhile, Nate, Ray, and Jax try to infiltrate Turnbull's gang, but find themselves in a shootout, leaving Nate's confidence shaken and not stirred. <laughs> shaken, not stirred. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, there must be a lot of time pirates. So there must be a lot of people there. with access to like time technology, right? Because every week 
it's a time pirate and he's screwing something up. How do these the, people, it, like, how do they, where, where do they get all this technology? I think it's it's the the remnants of the uh, time masters. They have uh-huh. to get it from them. They're just, I'm sure, like all their technology is just out and around the universe or time, as it were. So that's why they're getting it. But apparently, these time pirates are not the smartest pirates ever. <laughs> no, they are not. Because they always they always end up dying, either <laughs> by getting shot or becoming becoming the zombie outbreak or just plain stupidity. That's yeah. It. So, so it, let's imagine here for a second, you're an actor, and you are looking for parts, uh, and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to audition for, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, maybe I'll get a part there, and they go, yeah, 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 oh, I want you to come in. Uh, well, cool, what part do I have? You're going to play a time pirate. Oh, wonderful. So I'm going to have 30 seconds of screen time, and then I'm going to be killed by <laughs> whatever, whatever thing needs to kill me to advance the plot. In this Basically. case, yeah. <laughs> in this case, it happened to be, what, Quentin Turnbull? Yeah. So our time pirate was looking for a piece of something that we don't know from some crazy uh, future tech and happens to find it. Quentin Turnbull shows up and he's like, I want it. And time pirate's like, well, we can all have it. And time pirate kind of underestimated his ability to quick draw, which you would think if you're a time pirate, maybe you should do some research on the time period you're going to go in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he did not, and he was shot. Now He got out a pen and a pencil, and he started drawing real fast, and then <laughs> kind of got shot while doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Will, what do you think is going through Quentin's head when he sees this dude with this piece of technology that to him probably looks like, you know, I don't know, magic? Like, like what, what do you do? Well, I think he's definitely an opportunist. He's he's a character who could see what he wants. He sees something and he grabs it onto it real quick. And uh, he finds his way there. He gets this technology and takes advantage of the situation. And and I know what wasn't going through his mind, and that was a bullet, because I think that's really what needed to go through it at the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not as Very big of true. a Jonah Hex fan as I am everything else, so I've never heard of this Churnbull guy. Uh, maybe somebody who knows a little bit more can help me, but I, you know, I think he's a name, but I really have no clue. Yeah, Kyle, that's what I was going to ask. Have you seen the Jonah Hex movie? Oh God, the one with uh, uh, Megan Fox and Josh Brolin. Yes, that one. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> nobody did. Don't worry about it. Much. I, I actually, we did a rose colored retrospective of it on uh, Panel to Screen, which is not a show. Panel to Screen dot com. Uh, you can check that out. And I, I, I want to say Quentin Turnbull was the main bad guy in this one and uh, in that movie. And so at first I was like, oh, okay, interesting. But I don't remember anything from the film, so I really had no idea <laughs> what, what, you know, who he was or anything, or anything about him. So uh, that, was a, that was a fresh experience there. But, yeah, I, 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 get, I got the picture that perhaps this was an important person in Jonah Hex's history. But, yeah, I, I just don't know too terribly much about him. I think it was John Malkovich. Yes, that's right. That's right. It was John Malkovich. Uh, it they... was John Malkovich. And in this episode, it was Jeff Fahey. So there. Jeff yeah. Fahey. The Lawnmower Man. The Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Same guy. That bad movie from the 90s. The, the Quentin Turnbull was I'm sorry. I'm going gonna to do like a, like a tangent here. But in this, in this uh, Jonah Hex movie, you had Michael Fassbender, Will Arnett, Michael Shannon, and John Malkovich. I know. What happened? <laughs> and Josh Brolin. I know. What the heck? I I think it was, uh, uh, you know, you have all those great actors, and then you have Megan Fox, and she just kind of like sucks all the talent out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on looks alone, I'd rather watch her than John Malkovich any day. I mean, sure, I love to sure. watch John Malkovich act, but I'd rather watch her any day. <laughs> I'd rather watch being John Malkovich, but hey, yeah, ooh, good there is movie. That. I have not seen being John Malkovich, but I hear it's excellent. It is excellent. I haven't seen it in a while. It's Anywho. trippy. I mean, drink a whiskey before watching it, but I mean, it is an exceptional movie. I will keep that in mind. It's very, Some, very Something good. about like going into John Malkovich's head? Yes. Or something? There's a portal that is in a building on a floor, like it's a half a floor, and you can crawl through this portal, and you end up in John Malkovich's brain for like three minutes. That's, it's really trippy. That's pretty awesome. If only, I wish there was something like that 
for John Malkovich, or maybe for any celebrity. I think it'd be kind of neat. <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so our our time pirate gets uh, gets iced, and uh, Quentin Turnbull capitalizes on this dwarf star matter, and then the gang on the ship. Okay, so th- this is something I, I missed this bit. Uh, they're they're all talking kind of in the galley, waiting for another time aberration to come. And uh, Nate calls the machine something, and Sarah says not to call it that. What did she say? Oh, what did she say? Or, or what did Nate call it? Will, Nate, do, you, Nate, do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah. Ah, it's going to kill me. It's uh, it's something lost to time. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, I technically have a time machine in the form of a DVR. I could go rewatch it. But I didn't have time to do that, so uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll pop up again and be like that's it that's the one, yeah 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 and they're gonna you know keep using that because obviously Sarah had a problem with it but I don't remember what it was so I can't remember what the problem was unfortunately so uh, <laughs> but yeah so the, the they're they're chilling out now at this point had uh, uh, Doctor Stein started having his headaches yet on the ship yeah uh, yeah it was a little bit yeah it was right on there okay they needed another reason to keep him away from Jackson to keep the cost down. Because again, I believe that this whole episode was about keeping costs down to spend more money at the crossover. So they're like, okay, let's go to the old West and we'll send Sarah and Mick without his gun <laughs> and half a firestorm. And the steel guy will be there. And that's a cheap special effect. And we need it at the end. And then Vixen will be there, but she's got, like, the one special. And Adam doesn't have powers anyway. We took him away from him weeks ago. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, it, it felt like this one was, uh, you know, it felt like it was not necessarily what, what a bad episode or, or anything like no. that. But it, it was just it was, cheaper. It just didn't move the story. Yeah. It was, just, it was definitely a filler episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely a filler episode. Uh, and, and, and the whole thing with with uh dr stein having these memory changes with him and uh jacks being linked like psychically he knows his he, he, like, he should uh, yeah he should have known yeah like like he should have seen his memories changing or at least experienced somehow right like is that does that not make sense because i thought i thought they had this kind of like psychic connection and he should because he knew he knows about how much he loves his wife and all that kind of stuff. Right. But he doesn't know that his memories are changing. I'm I'm kind of curious as to why they decided to make that change. And and well, like you said, it was probably just <laughs> to keep him on the ship so that we don't have to have firestorm this episode. But that that was a that was an odd change, Kyle. Uh, what do what do you think? Do you do you have an idea as to why they might have just thrown that sort of psychic connection thing out the window? Um. Because I think they forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, that was the whole thing going through my head at the same time. It's like, Gray, what's up? Dude, you can read. You are psychically linked. You you should know what he's thinking. But Yeah, like all the time. They they forgot. They forgot about it. And they were just like, oh, okay, well, we'll explain it later. Which they do. Yeah, yeah. Will, what do you think? Do you think it was uh, just a cheap tactic or? Oh, I'm sure they're going to pay it off at some point. At, at the characters, I have no idea who she is. At one point, I thought she might have been the female Firestorm that they had. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, F- Firestorm, ah. Fame Bird, something like that. No, it was it, it, it was it was definitely around the time of... Oh god, it was uh, Blackest Night and into yeah, Identity Crisis. She was the one talking to Ralph. So yeah, yeah. So it was around there, but yeah, I forget her name. I could go get it, but nah, I'm too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll definitely talk more about this mystery lady uh, during our time for speculation. But uh, for for now, though, so so we have an, an excuse for Doctor Stein not to be in the action, so that we don't have to pay for the Firestorm effects. <laughs> That's really what it was. I really believe that. Yeah. And and, and apparently the time uh, aberration has everything to do with Jonah Hex because that's where the coordinates for this time aberration was. And uh, <laughs> we show up and I uh, – so Nate decides to go up in there and show off his new skills and bounce bullets and stuff and catch one in his teeth, which uh, that, was, that was pretty neat. Um, and then Sarah shows off 
the fact that she has prowess with every single weapon ever known to man, like throwing stars, knives, bow stabs, guns, and manages to shoot Jonah Hex out of a noose, which I think Mythbusters has proved that at some point. I may I may be incorrect. Um, but yeah, and and so so now we have Jonah Hex back, which is which is cool because it's always cool to see Jonah Hex. And uh, I'm trying to remember. What, so they they save him, and where do they go from there? That's when they go straight back to the town, or do they go back to the ship. They go back to the ship, then they go back to the town. And that's when uh, that's when we have another, I guess. No, that was later on. Man, my brain is all jumbled for this episode because it goes back to the yeah. Ship. It kind of it kind of did that. Yeah, yeah, it really did. It sort of jumped. Kind of jumped around. Uh, that's right. They do go back because then they have to split up and decide what they're going to do. And uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want Nate to go and try to research this amulet. And so yet again, we finally get to look at this amulet. We get a little bit of information on it in the in so the far that it's uh, like an ancient Christian relic or something like that. But we still know nothing about it. So uh, well, we we know that it doesn't exist in history. True. Which. Which I was thinking, well, it's well, that the reason why it doesn't exist in history is because you've taken it out of history. <laughs> yeah, it's currently on a time ship outside of history. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. why it doesn't exist. <laughs> but but to that, I mean, it, there should have been something in the history books about that certain relic before finding out that it's not. Like maybe before it went missing, right? You know, the, it, correct. There should have been, you know, hey, we found the Holy Grail, and then the Holy Grail went missing because we took it out of time. You know, something like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, Will, do you do you still think that this relic is of is going to be of some importance later on in the series, or is or is it just some kind of like yeah. red herring? No, I think it's going to be important. I don't, I don't think they have. And again, I'm not trying to. I, it seems like I'm lately just kicking the writers, but. I, I don't think they have the ability to red herring very much. Like it's there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's a, it's. It, it, I would sooner believe that it's not a red herring, but it's instead something they started with, and then you know a shiny object came by, and they were like, "Oh wait, what's that?" And they forgot it was there. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, remember that you know, we like Rip. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. That's that's yeah. Jonah, the first thing he asked on the ship is like, "Where's Rip?" Well. We don't know, <laughs> and we're probably not going to find out for another, I don't know, six episodes? <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to find out until a cu- couple episodes before the season finale. Yeah, yeah. Now, let, let's talk about that for a second. So, where is Rip? And, for that matter, is this something to do with scheduling? Did the actor who plays him, does he have another role? Or... I mean, because right now, the, the, there's nothing that his absence has really done to affect the Legends other than to push Sarah into the captain's seat. And that was kind of something that was, you know, written on the walls because she was always sort of the one taking charge. And we saw how badly Dr. Stein fumbled that. Uh, it doesn't seem like him missing really did anything. So I don't really see the point of why they removed him. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? I I think they are trying to see what he is what the show can be without him but it's kind of I like I like Rip. You know, I I like, I like him, him too. Yeah. But it's I mean, a voice it's missing. Yeah. It really is. It's it's gone from you know having this character who was kind of the front guy. I mean, it was an ensemble, but he was the front because he could sit there and, and he was he was a uh, plot device really and Nate kind of I mean I guess that's why they got rid of him because Nate kind of fills that role as as the historian but he would sit there and be like well no this is that with the thing and this is why we do it and the Time Master showed it to me you know and like they've lost that they've lost that knowledge on the on the bridge yeah you know and I think really that's it's ridiculous it's kind of like you know either have a reason for doing it or you know yeah they should have killed him on screen and done him right you know right right or like maybe I, he's you know, filming that's... another show yeah i don't think and, so cuz I... I think he's i think he's uh filming broadchurch oh he's oh, in broadchurch really? with tenant yeah oh 
I'm looking it up. There right you now. go. Because huh. yeah, that was um, the thing to me is like if they're gonna you know make him go missing because he has a scheduling conflict, but they're planning on bringing him back. They but they 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 just completely ignored you know the mystery of where he went and what what they're doing because you know they have to fix time aberrations and so it's it's like. You know, you could at least drop hints every episode and build up to this. If it was important, you know, you, you could drop hints every episode and, like, build up to what the mystery is and then, you know, eventually resolve it. But, like, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. It's just, okay, yeah, whatever, he's gone. I guess we'll find him one day. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems kind of strange. So, like, that that's what makes me think this has to be some kind of, like, scheduling thing or, uh, uh, like, some kind of contractual obligation. I don't know. But it, it just, it just kind of sucks because, like, I liked Rip as a character. And, uh, but Will, like you said, you know, we, we have Nate kind of filling in that this is what you do and don't do during this particular period of history. Uh, because, I mean, there are no time masters to dictate the rules, but you still need to work within the confines of that time period so you don't create more aberrations. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. But, uh, so we go at this point, we're doing some research on some things, and now. We uh, we find out from Jonah that Quentin Turnbull is trying to turn half of the United States, pretty much the West, everything from the Rockies to the Pacific, into his own country. Uh, which that'd be pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> right? Having your own nation. They wouldn't have elected. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there probably wouldn't have been very many elections in Quentin Turnbull's. Uh, no, <laughs> Quentin Turnbull. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so. <laughs> We have, what was it? It was, uh, we had Nate, we had Jax, and we had Ray go undercover as members of the IRS? Yeah. Now, here's my question. And, I, you know, I don't know, really know the history of the IRS. Was the IRS around in the 1800s? Yeah. It was? Yes. I'm trying to remember when the first income tax was levied in, like... T- t- 1777? <laughs> But the IRS... That was like, dude, that's Hamilton. What was like, he put all that together? <laughs> well, he started the taxation, you know, and all of that. Well, I know yeah. he centralized the banks and stuff, uh, and centralized yeah. the credit. Uh, huh? Okay. Well, I learned something today. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Your troops are waiting in the field for you. Yeah. Actually, I think the IRS started. During the Civil War, if I remember correctly. I mean, he started putting things together, but it really didn't come into effect till I think, the 1860s, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they come in as these uh, IRS adjusters, and they're trying to figure out, you know, what the heck's actually going on, which I don't know if it's the best idea to come in as a member of the government to a territory that's trying to be controlled by an outlaw and yeah, be like, hey... <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? That just doesn't sound like the best idea. Not the greatest thing to do. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so, of course, they immediately get into a fight. And uh, at this point, let's see here. So, they were, they, it, it was it was Turnbull's, like, uh, henchmen that had come in there and tried to, like, figure out what they were doing. And when, when at what point did they switch over to Mick and Vixen at the at the bar trying to get into fights. Well, that was the first thing they did when they came into the town. They were like, okay, you go here. They were just going to send Mick in, and then she sent, you know, Vixen in with her. And again, allow me to point out that racially speaking, a Western town with many Confederates and a black girl coming to sit at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know... It's really weird. Like, I, I kind of had that same thought because, you know, you had last week's episode, which was a very historically accurate portrayal of, uh, you know, how blacks were treated in the South during the, you know, during the time of slavery and whatnot in the Civil War. And then we had this where uh, Jackson and Vixen probably wouldn't have made it out of there alive. And no one seemed to no. bat an eye that they were even there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was or that she was with Mick. I mean, that was unheard of. Yeah. You know, unless she was his slave, like that. Just don't forget, Hex is walking around in a in a Confederate soldier's uniform. I mean, you know, it was still the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Like that's like it's really like internally inconsistent. The show, like they do these these great jobs dealing with a lot of these social issues, and then 
next episode they just kind of like oh yeah ignore it because it's too complicated to explain away we need a cheap episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah yeah i i don't know it was it was it was it was strange uh going from last week to this week no last week was the 80s two weeks ago to this week right it was still weird going from the 80s to this yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah from uh you know shoulder pads and like perms and uh you know kenny loggins to the wild west that would be that would be a Awkward transition. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. See that? No. That's the time. That's the time aberration that should have fixed. They should have gone back to 1996 and 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 gotten rid of the mechanical spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know they're the fiercest killer in the animal kingdom. (laughs) Wait. Do what? They're the fiercest killer in the animal kingdom, according to well, according to Kevin Smith, who had lunch with like uh, what the heck was his name there? It's, it's the guy who did Batman, Tim Burton. No, it, it wasn't Burton either. It was uh, John Peters, the producer. That's right. Yeah. If John you've Peters. never seen the story oh, it's so of hilarious. him doing Superman Lives, the death of Superman Lives, what happened? Not just that movie. You can even look him up on YouTube when Kevin Smith is just talking an evening with Kevin Smith. He goes into this great big story about how John Peters wanted him to work a spider into Superman Lives because a spider is the fiercest killer in the animal kingdom. And then he talks about, you know, how insane he is. And then it fast forward, he's like, fast forward two years and I'm sitting in a movie theater and it's Wild Wild West produced by John Peters. And sure enough, at the start of the third act, a big fucking spider shows up. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. That man obsessed with spiders. You look at like everything that he's done, and there's a spider in it. Yeah. Spider Man? Yeah. I don't think he did Spider Man. He did not Spider Man. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's if you haven't seen the death of, of the Return of Superman or whatever it is, definitely watch that documentary. It's great for comic geeks. And you realize how narrowly we avoided a Nick Cage Superman. But you know what? I mean, there, there's other stuff in there. Then this, this is completely off the rails. Woo! This is completely off the rails. But I don't care. I want to talk about it. I would have <laughs> watched Superman lives with Nick Cage. I think Nick Cage loves no. Superman. No, no, no. Nick Cage. Woo! Hold on, hold on. Nick Cage is an Academy Award-winning actor. Granted, he has done way more schlock than he has Academy Award-winning performances. But the man has won an Academy Award. He knows how to act. Listen. Let's cut the chit-chat a-hole. <laughs> I want to take his face. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, the whole movie is... All of his stuff is just... He has one way of delivering a line. Have it, you seen it, Vampire's it, Kiss? No. Vampire's oh, that Kiss? is so... Yes, it is one of like Nick Cage's like early, early roles like from the 90s. It is so horribly bad. Good. <laughs> it's I still. You you need to just look up clips from Vampire's Kiss, and then you'll be like, I need to watch this movie now. I mean, on the other side of that, I will always love him for raising Arizona. You know, Face Off is at least fun. It's way. It's a half hour too long, but it, it's John Woo. He couldn't help it. Yeah. You know, there are things that he's been in where he's okay. But it's just like, for the most part, it's like, you know, you've got Sean Connery eating every scene in The Rock, and Nick Cage, whenever he opens his mouth, you're just like, can we go back to the bearded, like, suave dude? Because, yeah, you're not. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, know, it's... it's... Let's cut the chit-chat (laughs) a-hole. I just, I I think, uh, because Nicolas Cage loves Superman, it's like his favorite character, he named his kid Kal-El. You know, for God's sakes. Uh, Did he would, really? Yeah, he named yes, his he kid Yeah. Wow, his wife Maybe. must... She's like, I'm just cashing checks. Yeah, she, she's what like... Because the man will take any role. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I know he was like bankrupt for a while because he spent too much money, so then he started taking any role that he wanted to. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you're pulling in movies, just phoning it in and just making millions, sure, why not? Uh but I, I would have liked to see his take on Superman just because he is such a Superman fan. You can see him in the costume in this. It's it's pretty... I've seen pictures. Oh, God. I've seen pictures. Oh, dude, it's... it's Yeah. It's just not... Yeah. 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 I just... 
you can't it's it, it's as bad of casting as they've got right now i'm sorry like you can't do a moody dark dreary superman it doesn't it doesn't work he's man not that <laughs> exactly my point don't get me started on man of steel i like man of steel i will have to say I like Look, you're the one you, uh-huh. you guys are weird too. you guys are weird but i will say, I will say i'm sorry in batman v superman uh at the end of man of steel superman should not have been moody and dark anymore he should have been right. the hopeful hero that he's supposed to be. But instead, uh, he's like threatening to kill Batman. It's like, why? He's, he says, yeah. I don't care at one point. You know, it, uh, God, he's wrong. Yeah. The, the whole tone of Superman, Zack Snyder doesn't get him. Man of Steel was, I'm sorry, Man of Steel was horribly written all the way through. I hated the booty Superman. I hated the fact that Superman didn't rescue his father. Spoiler. That yeah. like his father puts his hand up. Don't, don't come after me. People will see. So let me get this straight. That line from you know the original Superman where he says all these things I could do, all these powers, and I couldn't even save him. This time he'd be like, all these things I could do, all these powers, and I could. Yeah, but I'm still going to be over here, under here. Yeah, I'm, I'll be all right. You know, it. <laughs> it just it was it. It was a terrible movie all the way through. I the whole movie. I'm just sitting there going. I, there are just no end of reasons to why I hate this movie. And I think any <laughs> comic Superman fan, with a lot of us felt the same way, because we're just sitting there going, what the, what? what? So, <laughs> what, yeah, because this was a What new, is Gladiator doing there? Sorry. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a new take on Superman, and so I, I was, I was you know, optimistic for it, and, and, I, and I liked, you know, kind of what they did, and like, okay, this is a, it, it's, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, instill, I guess, a more human sort of thing. So he's got this, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever that, you know. He's Superman! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Superman TV Talk. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, but continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. All day, yeah. <laughs> all night. This week, more bashing. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I enjoyed Man of Steel. Batman vs. Superman was the worst thing ever put to film. Yeah. Um... But it had redeeming. Oh no, 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 no! Speaking as a Green Lantern fan, I will say Green Lantern <laughs> it comes under it. Green, Green Lantern was was bad. Green Lantern was bad. Yeah, Batman v Superman. Did I just have think. Moments. Yes, and they involve but... Batman or Wonder Woman for some reason. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I don't think Zack Snyder gets Superman. That's the point. I do not think Zack Snyder gets. He knows how to do Superman. He doesn't know because he's not hopeful. He can't do hopeful. <laughs> he can only he's... do dark and dreary. <laughs> yeah, and rain. Rain. It has to be rain. Yes. A whole lot of rain. There's never been a Zack Snyder it, film just... about rain in it. Oh god, I, I mean... just oh super Man of Steel. I mean just oh Zod and and let me get this straight. You're carrying a boat of babies? What? There's the fortress has babies in it and wave of babies. Where, where did Jorel come from? That was. Oh, and apparently everyone knows who you are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will go. I could go off on Man of Steel for hours. I mean, just, and and he kills them. I mean, just never mind. <laughs> well, okay, okay, it, uh, but but uh, just just to be fair, in uh, the and, and this this actually does somewhat relate to the mm-hmm. podcast, actually. Uh, Brandon Ruth's okay. Superman in Superman Returns. He didn't throw a punch. You win. <laughs> well, he didn't throw a punch, and his kid killed somebody. So, while yeah. Superman didn't kill anybody, you know, in the in the other movies, uh, except for Man of Steel, uh, right. Superman's kid killed somebody. So, there's hey, that. Hey, in the comics, Superman's kid killed a cat. So... Ooh, that's like... You don't want a sociopath Superman. That's that's pretty terrible. Yeah, no, he didn't mean to. He was just getting his uh his fire vision and yeah. Oh. If, if you're not reading the Superman books now and you are even a remote small fan of Superman, I highly recommend going to get them because what they're doing now is they took the guys who were doing Green Lantern and then they were doing Batman and they put them on Superman. So it's actually the Superman from Earth One from pre pre uh Flashpoint. Pre Flashpoint. Yeah, so it's Superman and Lois from pre-Flashpoint. They had a kid. So that kid is there. So you've got them doing that dynamic of them trying to raise a kid. It's really good. Like, really good. 
and I think the first six are out in trade, get them. Get action. Get Superman. Trust me. Like you'll be like, wow, that's that's how I want to see Superman though. You know. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> back to Legends TV talk. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Superman TV talk. We're back <laughs> with Legends TV talk. And uh, where were we? I think Nick was fighting in a bar. Yeah, sounds about right. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't fighting in a bar. Well, he didn't <laughs> fight in a bar. There lies the he problem. He made right? friends with the guy. <laughs> the dude he's supposed to draw out and start a fight with, he ends up becoming best buds with. Because of course he would. If anybody could, it'd be Mick, right? Like you know, you got two outlaws. Yeah. You know, trading stories about how Mick's pants fell down because he had too much loot in them, and. Uh... <laughs> Like that was, I, I I liked that bit. I thought that was that was that was a good little. Gag. I did too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, of course, um, Jonah Hex has to come in and ruin everything, like he well, does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, <laughs> who'd have thought? Melty face. Yeah, yeah, Mister Melty face. <laughs> why, why, why don't you just cut that piece of flesh over your mouth? Because have you ever if it's cut drawn. Before? I mean, sh- sure, but like it, it that that's gotta like you know impede him eating and drinking and all sorts of other things. Yeah, but have, have you ever cut skin before? <laughs> yeah, it sucks, but I mean, like, the, yeah, but it's scar tissue. Yeah, Jonah it, it Hex is melted a, a tough flesh. Dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just drinks some whiskey, bite a piece of leather, which he wouldn't be able to do because that piece of flesh is over his mouth. <laughs> and then, yeah, then he just you know get really drunk and just have somebody do it. Maybe I don't I don't know I don't know, but. uh yeah, Jonah Hex's character. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Bill's character. The Jonah ladies Hex. love it. <laughs> I actually had that on my face for a while too. It's how I landed Monica. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. How you doing? <laughs> we got I'm wonderful. Excellent, excellent. You gonna, you gonna play us some uh, some saxophone? Saxophone. We need we need epic sax man. Saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Jonah shows up, and and who would have thought that uh, you know in a bar with Quentin Turnbull's name on it that everyone inside would a have a gun and b be loyal to Quentin Turnbull, yeah. including the whore. By the way, <laughs> the whore that's draws not, on him. She draws a little <laughs> derringer like, on him too. Like that's I'm like that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have our classic bar fight where no one gets shot because this is Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> just that, that, that seems to be a running gag. It's like any time the legends show up, they're yeah. woefully unarmed. Except for this time, actually, you know, Mick did get two rifles and start shooting at people, so that was kind of cool. Right. Uh, but no yeah, one was shooting. You know, never mind the fact that he could have had his heat gun, but oh, wait, we can't afford the effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they could go and they could go rent, like, an old World War II uh, era flamethrower and just use that. Just, you know, CG out <laughs> the could've. tank. You know, whatever. <laughs> but no, but no. That, that would be too dangerous, I guess. They're probably more expensive, honestly, just because you have to like pay hazard and like stuntmen and stuff. I could, I could see now he'd be like with that. He'd be like, "I'm tough." <laughs> Cut! Ow, my hands! Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, God, God, it's God. very hot. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> so, so, so Jonah Hex screws I'm up my agent. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and Heatwave, uh, you know, manages to burn his hands on the flamethrower, which he didn't have, which is unfortunate. But uh, right, yeah. So 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 nobody gets shot. It seems except for the bad guys, of course. Until we find out that Quentin Turnbull has turned the the dwarf star matter into exploding awesome crazy bullets, and right, that's that's pretty awesome. And of course, you know who decides to go stand up to the super awesome crazy bullets? Any you know Commander Steel himself. And no, no, no. He's not. He's not. He's not Commander Steel. He literally said. But I'm the man of steel. That's right. He did say that. He did, he did say, say it. it. I I uh, almost forgot uh, about that. So Well, I mean, did we talk about yet the dwarfs like you know, we didn't talk about you know, we didn't. them finding that dwarf star. We didn't. Yeah. So so uh, I, I don't know granted I you know, I hadn't followed Arrow too much, but but Kyle, uh how much trouble did Ray Palmer have getting his hands on Dwarf Star Matter in twenty sixteen? Or 2015. He got Dwarf Star Matter from... A was... mine in the Old West that has it in abundance? <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- yeah, I know he had a whole... I know he had a hard time getting it because he couldn't find a whole lot of it. But I thought he got it in... 
Uh, was it in... I don't remember if it was, was in Arrow or was it in The Flash. I don't... Yeah, I, don't yeah, I think it was in Arrow after he got shrunk. Like, he got it in Arrow, and it was a very small amount. And he was like, oh, I could use this to power the suit. It was kind of a throwaway. And it's what allowed him, when the explosion happened, to shrink. Oh, okay. So I th- I think they're going to go to, you know, making him shrink. Yeah. You know, like, he's going to find a way to, you know... Not need the suit or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, he's gonna need, he's gonna be wearing the suit again. Yeah, because I think you we've think? seen that in some promotional pictures and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I'd I'd like for him just to be able to do it, you know, without having the suit. Kind of like how Commander, you know, I, I keep saying Commander Steel, but I'm gonna call him Man of Steel from now on until you know, they get sued <laughs> by <laughs> themselves. I don't know. By uh, themselves. Yeah. And yeah, so like. Uh, I, I want him to be able to to not need a suit and be able to turn it off and on, kind of like uh, kind of like Nate does. But uh, it doesn't seem like to be the direction they're going. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's interesting though because they find all this dwarf star matter, and uh, kind of skipping ahead here to they, they 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 figure out that what Turnbull's trying to do is use all this dwarf star matter to blow up like the only pass between east and west. In the United States, and so that way there couldn't be any troop movements, and Quentin could, you know, take his territory and uh, and and do all of this. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting how they impose this uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for paradox, right? Because the reason I think why Ray couldn't find any door star matter in the future is because they blew it all up in the past. <laughs> they did, yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, so. So they have all of this, you know, all this stuff uh, that, that that they can use in order to, uh, you know, do whatever with it. I don't, I don't remember them as explicitly taking some, but I know at the end of the episode, Ray mentions that you know he he thanked uh, Steel for uh, or Nate for uh, for for getting some, and I don't know if that was the bullet they pulled out of him or what, but um, yeah. So so Vixen and and Mick decide to go and blow up all of this stuff, which if it can destroy an entire mountain pass. I would be I would be very tentative about going into a mine full of it and blowing it up. What, what, that that's not the first thing that I that I would think would be the best huh. idea there. Well, and it's so dense. I don't understand how an explosion is going to do anything. Nor how they got it up on a train. <laughs> yeah, there's another question. They got it up on a train, and how is it then that this dense matter that when the train is stopped. It didn't continue flying through the train and through steel and made him a puddle. Because <laughs> as I understand it, a puddle. Of- all right, if I stop my car too quick, I'm going through a windshield. <laughs> this stuff's supposed to be much heavier than me. Well, okay, yeah. so now this this is a, this is an interesting kind of comics related question that I that I've kind of had uh, you know wondered about uh, with, with Superman specifically. You know, he can lift up a house. Or he can lift up yes. a, a, a ship, like a, a boat, like a giant boat, an oil tanker or something like that. Um, sure. Th- the physics shouldn't allow you to do that, right? Because that the, the, the ship's not, a, 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 you know, an extremely ri- – it is a rigid structure, but it's not like a perfectly rigid structure. So, like, you know, he would pick it up. It would flex at points, and the, the building would collapse. Yeah, the, sometimes it does. Break. Okay, okay. Now, now, my, my question was, I had heard something, and I don't know if this is just a fan theory or if this is something that they've explored in the comics, but uh, uh, Superman and other Kryptonians have this kind of, like, not psychic field, but like sort of a telekinetic field that they can project when they lift objects like that to keep them all in one piece. Is this, is this BS? They talked about it at various times. Like, there's, you know, there's a field that prevents... You know, because they say the same thing prevents, like, somebody from getting hurt while he's flying because the wind resistance, if you're going Mach 2, should, you know, make Lois Lane a fine powder. Yeah. But, you know, so it, it it's all they use, like, the word aura and stuff. It's all kind of not really there because sometimes they'll pick him up and the, the boat falls apart. Okay. But, you know, then again, don't forget, he punched the earth once. Pre-crisis. I mean, you know, he, he could move planets. Right. He, he strung a bunch of planets together, like in a solar system, and like drug them yeah. away across the galaxy or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's it's all kind of he's a man who flies. I, I'm willing to take that go. I'm just like 
I, I don't understand the whole physics of I stopped a train, so you know this yeah. big metal would it would it seems like it would be a wrecking ball. Yeah, it would come in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> so so that that's actually what would happen is uh, you know he stops the train and then you hear this like it gets closer and closer and closer and then Miley Cyrus just like busts out through the uh, the the the, the <laughs> engine of the thing and like takes him out. <laughs> like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of you know what I was wondering if that's something that. Uh, only Kryptonians have this this sort of field that they can project stuff, and 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 it's not like it's not like the Speed Force, and that the Speed Force will protect you when you're running right. fast. Uh, it's it's just something. It's like a passive. before they had the Speed Force, they had said the same thing that the Flash emits an or a field around himself when he runs. Okay, so, okay. So, but that so would but protect steel, his clothes. Yeah. yeah, from from like bursting into flames, right? Yeah. Uh, which he, the, 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 which they seem to have ignored on the Flash because every time he runs with regular clothes now, they don't catch on fire. Right. That's neither here nor there. Also, when he carries Iris to you know Coast City for a date or whatever, she doesn't burst into flames, uh, which is and fortunate. Then her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then leaves her there. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, uh, so, but Steel in the comics doesn't have any kind of like equivalent force field. Of, no, you know, inertial dampening. Well, this steel is different than the other steel anyway, because this steel can change back and forth. Like Citizen Steel was actually made of steel. He couldn't. He had to wear. They they put a second layer of like super alloy steel on him to deaden his strength, to make it you know ten ten times harder for him to move. Because what was happening was he he would pull doors off the hinges. So the sec the third steel was like that. Second steel was like a cyborg. He had everything underneath i think the first steel too so this one's kind of different than any of the other ones okay and and uh, so. yeah so the basis in the comics isn't really i mean it's kind of there just as like a you know a character basis but not as like a power set basis for right okay okay so so anyway i still thought it was badass though when uh <laughs> when when he stopped the train physics conundrums aside uh but <laughs> oh yeah it was the, great the biggest thing for me yeah, like the biggest thing for me is right. You know, he puts his feet down in front of the train. He's in between the tracks, and he's knocking out all those uh, uh, rail ties, like the ties. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, how the train didn't just instantly derail right then, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> chalk that up to OMG superpowers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the crisis there was averted. The train did not blow up the pass. Uh, Mick has some kind of existential crisis in the cave with Vixen while they're blowing stuff up. Because what he wants he wants to kill himself. Did did you guys pick up on this, uh, Kyle? I I picked up on it a little bit, and I'm like, huh. So they're gonna have. So so Mick is being a little uh, emotional right now. He doesn't feel like he fits with the team anymore. Yeah. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna kill myself. That yeah, doesn't like solve anything, Mick. It just seemed like it came right out of the blue, right? Yeah. No, I think it plays more to his pyromania. He's not thinking about the fact he's going to die. She even said, you can't stay and watch it burn. Like, yeah. at, you know, at the core of his character, he's a pyromaniac, which they light things on fire to watch it burn. So he's about to blow all of this stuff up. He wants to watch it burn. And I'm glad you know, they brought that back, but it seems to me like that, yeah. that, that's been something that's really been lacking. Is, is is pyromania because like that that's what was so shocking to me is that they they've kind of ignored that aspect of his personality for like a season and a half and then they finally bring it back and so it was, it was kind of jarring to me to see him like that so like i was like what is he suicidal is uh you know does he feel like he doesn't belong anymore and it, I, I but i i think yeah i think will kyle you guys are right he's just a pyromaniac and he just wants to you know watch the world burn um, everything burns that's true that's true, except in this episode because we don't have the budget to use your fire gun. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Vixen had 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 a really good line in that show. Uh, she talked to him beforehand. They kind of like you know talk about his pyromania and his place on the team. But in the cave, when he's like, "I just want to watch this stuff blow up," uh, she was like, "Contain the beast." And so that's 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 kind of neat coming from her because she has all these beast powers and stuff. So right. that was a neat little uh, neat little tie in there. I thought that worked. Uh, what it what, I did too. Yeah, yeah. It, do do you think? I mean, you know, we, we talk about it every episode, and you know, shippers got a ship. 
are we are are they going for a, a Mick and Vixen thing here? This this is bond over the the beasts within them. Kyle, what do you think? I think they're I going. Hope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hope not. I don't. I don't know. No. <laughs> No, just leave it alone. Not everyone has to get together on the ship. God, this isn't Star Trek or whatever. It's not. It's not spring break. Wow. You have to hook up with everybody. Yeah, spring break. Spring break. Star Trek. <laughs> wow. Well, so so what do you? No, what do you I think? think it's it. They're gonna put her with with Nate. I mean, that was the thing last week that they talked about. I think again, though, the writers forget what happened a week ago. <laughs> Which isn't just... always that bad because sometimes I forget from week to week. <laughs> it's it's sloppy. I I just I'm noticing it more and more. They're getting a little bit sloppy. Well, you know, I, I you know, think... and it's just not as tight as flat. And we're in, and I think if this was any other time and any other, this would be a great superhero show. But because we have a Flash, where the Flash is tight. Where they've got a really good handle on that, a really good control of the reins, and they know where they're going. Like you, you kind of start to expect that, and you watch the show, and it's like they just—they will break their own rules. They'll go all over the place, and they, you know, and they just are like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, there you go, be entertained. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting to me. I don't know, I don't know what they're going with. Um, I would like to do maybe at the end of the season go through and look at the writers like who wrote what episode and then see if maybe it's like they have two different teams that don't communicate to one another <laughs> they just turn in episodes <laughs> makes a lot of sense it's possible yeah because it seems to me like there, there are writers on this show that that do really good episodes and really solid stuff that kind of that sticks with the you know with the continuity and the narrative yeah the, there we go narrative and then we seem you know there, there's other episodes where it's kind of like yeah it was a good episode but what the hell is all this stuff that you changed? I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. So yeah, that, that that's that's kind of weird. It, and, and this episode seemed to be like that. You know, it wasn't a bad episode. I enjoyed it, but like they just sort of brought stuff up out of nowhere that hadn't been talked about in a while. They changed, you know, some relationships and things, and and I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, fortunately, though, we will. Uh, get you know this, this this massive crossover happening uh next week not next week uh two weeks from now and so so that'll be that'll be interesting but yeah so so they blow up everything uh everybody gets back to the ship and uh jonah hex and uh sarah have this you know sort of understanding where jonah was kind of like hey i'm sorry i tried to like you know kill everybody in the bar and sarah's like hey it's cool you trust me now and he's like yes ma'am so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah's definitely taking taking this leadership role pretty well. Uh, to to rein in the guy, yeah, to rein in the guy like Jonah Hex definitely takes some leadership capabilities. So uh, she's definitely got that going for her. And let's see here. So that's pretty much. So uh, there, there's one thing though. I we forgot to mention to it. This was this was at the very beginning of the episode. They they were talking about speedsters, and we still yeah. They, they, they dropped another hint about the message that Barry left. So so this is something I forgot to mention earlier, but it's 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 kind of not very prevalent in the episode, but it leads a lot to speculation, so I think it's time to speculate. Now, the thing that I'm talking about uh, was... Wait, what? I said speculation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so so the issue that I'm talking about here was at the very beginning of the episode, or not very beginning, it was towards the beginning, uh, we have Stein and Jax talking about the speedster and how that's, you know, this villain that they're going after, but uh, they, they mentioned Barry's message, and the context in which they talk seems to indicate that Barry had a message particularly about speedsters. Now... Kyle, do you think that what he's talking about is Reverse Flash, and he's trying to warn them about Reverse Flash? I mean, I, 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 they, they keep dropping these hints, but they don't do anything to kind of like tell us what's going on. What do you, what do you think this message is, and why do you think Barry doesn't want them to the rest of the team to know uh, what's going on at this point? And, and, and does it relate actually to a speedster, or is this something something different? It makes the most sense that it it's revolves around. Uh reverse flash um 
but I don't know how it would affect them so much, seeing as Stein, Jax, and Ray are the only ones who have... Oh, and, and Mick are the only ones who have seen a speedster. So, and they're the only ones that they know about. So I'm surprised they're not questioning more about it. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they know what speedsters are, and, and they... Vixen had, you know, mentioned that it was a time traveler, but she doesn't know what a speedster is, does she? No, she even she even inquired about it in this episode. She's like, what's a speedster? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> you would think that it would make more sense to let the team know what they're dealing with and that speedsters can be extremely dangerous. So, like, I don't see what the conundrum is. Will, I mean, do, do you have an idea as to why they would still be keeping the secret and as, what the what the actual message is about? I mean, is, is it about Eobard? Is it about Savitar that we've seen on the Flash spoilers, by the way? Uh, what do you uh, what do you think this is about? I I think that they're they're trying to, I think it's about the Legion of Doom. Okay, you know, and that Eobard is putting everybody together, and you know he's mentioning the speedsters. I don't think, you know, there's gonna be more than God. I hope not, because I gotta tell you, even with Flash, it's kind of like, oh great, another speedster. Really, we just <laughs> needed another one. Man, I, I like speedsters. I, I do too, but it's like, get another villain. I mean, God, put the rogues together. I want a yeah. season of the rogues. Like, you know, just, they, they just, they keep getting away and it's, you know, do something like that. But in any event, yeah, I don't think it's that. I think it's going to have more to do with the Legion of Doom. I think it's going to be, you know, going to be something that they're, you know, because what was it? 54 years in the future. He was like 2056 or something. He was, he was contacting him from 2040. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's you know it's yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not going to be, you know, it can't be too many. I think it's just going to be it I think it has to be about Thon. You know, and really I hope it's about Thon. Yeah. I I would <laughs> like, like to see more Thon. Again, don't bring too much. And don't forget, I mean other you you kind of mentioned it. It's like other than Ray and Martin they all pretty the only speedster they know of the only speedster they've had any experience with. I mean, Sarah was dead. Was Barry? None of them even dealt with Thawne. Yeah, you know, except Firestorm and Adam. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, the other even the two guys from Flash never dealt with Thawne. Wait, yes, they did. <laughs> so, did they? Yes, it was the second to last episode. It was Rogue Air. Uh, Firestorm dealt with. Oh, you're right. Flash. You're right. So. Oh. No, Firestorm yeah. did. I'm saying, Ray, I'm saying, Ray, I'm saying, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mick and uh, Leonard, right. Cold and right. Heatwave. It was but, literally just Adam and Firestorm did, that have dealt with. Has dealt with. Yeah, Reverse Flash. Now that I think about it. Yeah, he did. He dealt with Reverse Flash. So I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. You know, it's like. Eh. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just got to be Thawne. and and I and again, I hope they're really careful about how they write it. Oh yeah, for sure. They're lo I'm losing faith a little bit, guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm starting to lose a little faith here. You have to be strong. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying because I love doing this, but it's like, wow, guys. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and speaking of unanswered questions, you know, we mentioned it earlier in the episode uh, with Doctor Stein having these headaches and these memory changes. Uh, he sees this woman that at the end of the episode is revealed he thinks he's in love with. So who, I mean, I, I'm not too terribly familiar with fires or with Dr. Stein and firestorm and stuff in the, in the comics. Uh, but who is this woman? Like who, who do you think this, this woman is Kyle? Do you have any ideas as, as to who this could be? This mystery woman that he's changed time in order to be with or something? I think, well, spoilers. Um, they actually credited <laughs> her name. So we actually know what her, that, character's name is her name is lily um okay so what i'm thinking is that also another spoiler uh going ahead here is that in the uh description for the invasion crossover there's stuff about flashpoint that that there's a shocking secret revealed related to flashpoint and i'm thinking that huh. because of flashpoint uh, Clarissa is not with Stein anymore because of Flashpoint. Interesting. So that would suck for Stein. Yeah, it would. 
But I mean, or it you could know, just be the the memories from the other timeline. She could have been with Stein in that time. Possibly, yeah. Lily. Yeah, yeah, but but nobody else had their memories changed, right? Or at least, oh, but he's out of time. See that? Yeah, that that's another thing. They're gonna have to explain that one. Like, I'm not gonna be happy with that unless they really explain why uh, no one else has flashback memories from pre-Flashpoint. And only Stein does, right. and no one else does. So yeah, they're they're, they're really gonna have to explain that away. Yeah. Uh, Will, uh, do you have any 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 speculation on on this Lily character? I don't know. There was a part of me for half a second thought it might be Lorraine. Like I didn't know it was Lily. Uh, I was Firehawk was her name. Oh okay. She was like a female Firestorm. Oh neat. Huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 could be an interesting little. But I. Well, I mean, you know, it would, you know. There'd be any number of things, but I don't know. I I think yeah, I think she's she's probably something from Flashpoint. You know, he's or he's messed up his marriage again because his wife almost left him in the eighties. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So so yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing. I and mean, we're gonna get some more information on that. I'm sure later on, uh, probably before we get more information on Barry's message because that's just how the show's exactly. Gonna do. Um. Right. Yeah. But uh, so that, that that's pretty much it for our speculation. But we do have one bit of news to cover. This is you know usually we got our our, our teleprompter coming in, and I'm reading the stock ticker, and uh, yeah, because usually we don't get a lot of news with the show. But this is this is a pretty big pretty big uh, piece of information here. Uh, Kyle, well, why don't you tell us what's going on with Legends starting January 24th? Well, after the after the mid season finale is done and they come back for the mid season premiere. Legends of Tomorrow is moving to Tuesday nights right after The Flash. So we're going to get double the superheroes on Tuesday nights now. And so do we know a reason Yay! why they decided to change that? Like, is this something... Um, uh... I think it's because of uh, viewership. Uh, viewership has been down since last season. So they're trying to to move it with The Flash, which is their highest rated TV show. And then go into the legends that that should pick people up again. Huh. Okay. So it's I think about, it's too. About... I think. No, I don't know if it's just that. I think too. It's uh, you know, four nights a week. It's you know, they don't want to brand themselves necessarily as the DC. You know, at first I think they thought it was cool, but I think now they're starting to see. You know, it's hard too. You can't have this show and then go into Supernatural. Like I bet you, I think Supernatural ratings have gone down. So this has been its lead-in, and Supernatural's like its third biggest show. You know, I mean, that thing, you know, the people that love that show, weirdos. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll edit that one out. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, you know, I, and I think it does make a little more sense, and I think it's also going to help our podcast, because we won't be podcasting immediately following the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have some time to We'll reply, still be right? podcasting Thursdays, but we'll have yeah. a few days to think about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe watch the episode twice. At least. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we're out of time. But if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here's how. You can follow me on Twitter at RingThatBell, spelled B-E-A-L-L. -L. You can follow me at KyleCrowsey89. Or you can follow me at W.R. Benson. Also, you can email us at show at legendstvtalk.com. And we also created a Facebook page, so be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. If you like this show, check out some of the other TV talk shows. Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, and Flash TV Talk with Bell and Bo. And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review, and we will read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player. And as always, you stay classy, multiverse. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. Howdy, gentle listener. What follows here is a... Uh... One of those little uh, Easter eggs we like to do to you guys. This here is a conversation we had and we edited out. It'll become quite obvious why uh, we were talking about Dr. Martin Stein. And now you get some uh, behind-the-scenes footage. Thanks for being listeners of Legends TV Talk. We're making a timeline great again.
He needs to stop messing around with himself in time because that's just bad. There's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> he should stop playing with himself in time. Wait, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, uh, that's all right. Let me be clear. He should stop masturbating in time. No. <laughs> Would that be considered masturbation? Yes. I mean, because it's a younger version of yourself. These are the questions. <laughs> I can only be answered. Could it be cheating at that point? Super that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and let's cut that. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might no. cut that. Might cut that. Maybe, we, maybe we, we'll be like we might cut that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs>